Welcome to A Love for the Bible, Session 5. Today we will be continuing to hear the Bible reading story of individuals who have impacted me from their personal lives and wisdom. In Session 3, I shared Pastor Mike Orlando's Bible reading story. And in Session 4, I personally interviewed Pastor Paul Aguilar with his Bible reading story. Today, I will be interviewing my wife, Helen, from her Bible experience story. Thank you, Helen, for joining us this morning. As my starting question, could you tell me about yourself in terms of your family background? Yes, I was born in Toronto, Canada, and my family consisted of me, my younger sisters, and two parents. We went to church, um, but only my mother took us to church. And we went to a Protestant church that was called United Church of Canada, which in Canada is sort of a synthesis of the Presbyterian, the Methodist, and the Church of England. So basically a Protestant church. My father didn't go to church because when he was 12, he'd had polio. And that turned him against believing that a loving God was there. He felt like God had let him down and therefore he didn't want to. He didn't want to be a Christian. So it was only my mom and then also her parents who were, who were also Christians. And we stayed, uh, my father died when I was 11. And then we moved to the United States. And at that point, my mom married a very different man who was an abusive man and abused me and my younger sisters. We both, we all felt, I think, both angry and I also felt ashamed and isolated and increasingly desperate as a couple of years went by, and I didn't know how to get out of the situation. My mother seemed not to see the problems as they were going on and some, of, some things I didn't want to tell her about. So as I felt desperate, I also began to feel isolated from God. I had, I had formed the opinion, not necessarily taught by my church, but somehow not either uh, I, I just had this opinion that the way God worked was that you tried to do things like the Ten Commandments and you tried to be good. And if you were good enough, you could go to heaven when you were done and God would be pleased with you. And if you didn't quite make the grade, you broke a few Ten Commandments or you were, you know, you were um, bad in some ways, then maybe God would cut you off. And I think I got that from school because in school, of course, if you, you know, if you get an A or a B, you See, you get to go on, and if you fail, you don't. So I, I thought of Christianity that way, and I've found that a number of people sometimes actually do think it's, that you have to be good enough to go to heaven. So I didn't think I was, and of course, life does that to you anyway. I think, you know, even if I hadn't been abused or I hadn't run into things, we all run into things where we realize we're not what we hoped to be. We're not what we wanted to be. We do things we wish we hadn't done. So um, I think it would have happened anyway, where you have to come to terms with that. And so I was, my first reaction was also what a lot of people do was to kind of run away from God and maybe to make up a, you know, an idea of what my God might be like, or my heaven might be like, but not what the Bible said, because I couldn't really face it. And my parents kind of stopped going to church as well, my mom and my stepfather. So we drifted until I was about 16. And uh, we decided to attend a Baptist church at that time. And the minister there 
visited our home a few days later and, and talked to us about God in a different way. And what he told us was that we were all in the same position that I was feeling like we weren't good enough. In fact, we weren't good enough. And the Bible clearly said that. It said, you're not, you're not good enough and you can't keep trying, but that God loves us anyway. And then in fact, that Jesus died for us while we were that way, died to, to, um, to atone for our sins and he wanted to be our friend. And so he invited me to accept Jesus as my savior and my Lord. And I did that. And I found um, a, quite a change in my life as far as that Jesus was my friend. And gradually, he began to restore me, and I was able to get out of the situation I was in with the Lord's help. And um, I have found that the Lord has been a comfort to me over all of the years, which is now over 50 years ago. So that's my family background. All right. Were you taught uh, about the Bible uh, when you were growing up? And did your parents give you any Bible instruction? Well, my mother taking me to church did indirectly give me quite a bit of instruction. In church, we learned the basic Bible stories of the Old Testament and the New Testament, you know, um, stories about Joseph and stories about David and Goliath. I knew those kinds of stories. I knew what the Ten Commandments were. And my parents, my mom and, and real father were moral people. They taught me what you know, it's right to be honest, it's right to be generous, it's right to, you know, they taught me right and wrong, and they modeled it quite well, um, as far as what you should do. But they did not teach me about the forgiving love of Jesus. I didn't know about that. So that's what I, I taught. My grandmother, on the other hand, used to have daily devotions every day. And when she would come to visit us or we'd go to visit her, she'd be up early in the morning. And I'd go and I'd go and see, what are you doing, Grandma? And she'd say, well, I'm having a Bible devotion. Would you like to join me? And I thought, wow, this is somebody who actually reads the Bible because they want to, not because they feel like Jesus, God is making you to do it. And so she would ask me to join her. And then we would pray and she would pray for each one of us, um, each one of us kids and my cousins, everybody that was a, a relative, a friend of hers, and even some people I didn't know, she would pray every day. And so I got to see how somebody does have a personal relationship with God. And uh, neither of my parents did that. So I, I, was, um, I was, I felt very fortunate to see my grandmother do that and to be part of it sometimes. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool how you're your grandmother could kind of fill in the gap for things that your, your parents hadn't quite been equipped to do, but she really helped. Uh, how about when you became an adult? How did that change your Bible reading? Well, I read the Bible through for the first time in a funny kind of way. I went to college right after I accepted the Lord and I was trying to get into an English class and I wanted to get into a Shakespeare class, there was no more room. But there was room in a class called the Bible is Literature. I was a brand new Christian, so I thought, okay, well, I'll do the Bible is Literature. And that was the first time I read the Bible all the way through. It was very fast read through, three months and we were done, and lots of tests and everything. Um, but I, I was, you know, I, I think the Lord must have planned that I read that Bible through. Um, because in doing that, I saw a lot of things in the Bible, stories I hadn't been told when I was young. And 
So I have to, I have to admit that I found it difficult and I thought that reading the Bible once just like reading a novel was enough. And uh, the rest of the time, the way I learned about the Bible as an adult was to go to Bible studies, to go to church, and we would study perhaps a Bible book together. And I might read a few pages from the Bible on my own. Um, I did, but we, what I found doing that was that I was focusing on perhaps a few books of the Bible that seemed to be more focused on than others, the, uh, the New Testament and the letters, and of course, Psalms and Proverbs, which are wonderful books. But I didn't get an idea of what, what the whole word of God said and how it all fit together. Um, so in 2006 was the next time I decided to read the Bible all the way through. And I did that because of my pastor that Dave already interviewed, Pastor Mike Orlando. And he, would, he had brought to church some, some little pamphlets that showed how you could break down reading the Bible in a year, but just a, you know, a little bit each day, a couple chapters each day. And of course, I think a Bible's a long book and just the thought of reading it, even many Christians I know have never read the whole Bible. And they, you know, it's, it's just, how do you tackle this all? So having had a little plan like what he had, the second thing that um, when I asked him, well, do you do this yourself? And he said, yes, I've done it for many, many years. And in fact, uh, the number of years Pastor Mike read the Bible all the way through is over 40. He just started it one year and he never stopped. And I said, well, has that been good? He goes, oh, it's been life-changing. So I thought, well, I want to do it. So I, I did it in 2006 and I found it very difficult, but I stuck with it. Um, it, it was only difficult really per part of it. Um, the, the prophets were a little hard because I hadn't read them before and they were, um, they were about a part of the Jewish history that's kind of sad. So, but I kept through it and then uh, stopped for a couple years and then went back in 2009 because Pastor Mike was still reading his Bible every year. And, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to do it again. And so I started again in 2009 and I've read it every year since then. And each year, if I just want to encourage any of you that want to try it, each year it's easier because each year you do have another kind of an understanding of what's going to be in it. And also, um, are you going to ask me how it's been beneficial to do that? Uh, yes, that? but, but I, I, I want to uh, congratulate you for reading all the way through since 2009. That's, that's really, really good. So yes, how has this been beneficial for you? Okay. Well, rather than thinking of it as a, an achievement, you know, which maybe, um, you know, I guess it is, but but I also want to just say that it's it's beneficial. You know, you you might achieve something that's hard and you don't, you know, you, isn't beneficial, but but reading the Bible is good for you. It's good for me, and so you want to do it because of that. And. Um, it's been beneficial in a number of ways. I think one of the things, because I did have some understanding of what, you know, uh, what Christianity was about from many years of Bible study, the thing that was special to me about reading it myself was just learning the heart of God, because God is on every page, and what God does in every page is there in the Old Testament and the New. And one of the surprising things was to realize that God was a merciful and slow to anger God, even in the Old Testament, and that he had personal relationships with 
many, many people in the Old Testament, his prophets. And even though he sent Jesus to have a personal relationship with all of us, he's always been close to people and he wants that. And I, you know, to, to just overcome the, the whole idea of, oh, God's this judge up there in the sky. Um, one thing in, in one of the prophets, which had always been a, a book that scared me, Ezekiel, he actually said, um, do I have any pleasure in that all the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live. And just willing, realizing that God doesn't want to be harsh with us. You know, he does need to punish those who are, who are, are wrong, but he has a heart for people. He wants to see us more than anything else, follow his ways and live. And also if, if we want to forgive somebody that has wronged us, we also need to pray it the same way. I don't have pleasure in watching somebody um, who is doing wrong to just continue and, and fall into, into trouble. I want to, I want them to turn and live. So a lot of different things like that. Um, nature of God, I think in particular has been beneficial to me. So. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty neat how you were able to see how God is a loving God in the old Testament, as well as the new Testament. And, and having read through the Bible that really came through to you. So I think yeah. that's pretty, pretty neat. Uh, finally, I, I know we have both shared in reading the Bible together every morning and praying together. And so could you uh, share a little bit about that? And, and would, would you recommend this to other couples as well? Well, yes, I would recommend it to other couples. So when I started doing it, um, Dave started doing the same thing. And most of the time, we don't actually read it at the same, we don't read it out loud together. We each read our own parts. And this year we're reading the actual same verses all the time. But what, I, what we liked is that each of us reading, reading privately and praying perhaps will see something about God or see something that maybe we might need to do in our life and we can share that with each other. So I think it has given us a, a sense of closeness to each other, um, a sense of purposeness, a sense of staying on the right track in our lives with God and with each other. And I would recommend this to other couples. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I would, I would agree. And I think it's, I find it's something I look forward to myself. And I do think it's just a, a special time that we have together. So I would agree with that. So I wanna thank you very much, Helen, for your, your helpful thoughts. And I think this is again, an example of how having a regular Bible reading habit can be very impactful for our lives. And we talked about it with you personally and even for us as a couple. And I wanna also thank you, thank those who tuned into this session of A Love for the Bible. And I encourage you to join us for session six in another week, which will also feature a guest interview. And this session will air beginning Tuesday, February 23rd at 8 a.m.